Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fam with Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some excess baggage, so stay with us until the end. Guess what, Corrine? What? I got my vaccine yesterday. (laughs) And you got the one and done. Yes, I got the one and done on purpose. I don't want to have to deal with scheduling a second dose, but holy smokes, what a burden off my shoulders now. And now I can seriously start planning travel to these mm-hmm. more far away countries. <laughs> oh, so, you know, we're heading to the U.S. next week and I'm really hoping I can also track down Johnson and Johnson because I won't be there long enough to get a second shot. And it is very important to me to have the vaccination card to show because although I'll take one shot of anything I can get for health reasons, I want to be able to travel. So right, right. Um, it's looking good. All the FEMA sites in Florida apparently are doing Johnson and Johnson. So we may have to wait, but it'll be worth it. How long was your wait? Um, it was like from getting in line until getting back into the car. Cause we had to get in line with our cars and then park and then walk into the tents so the entire process was about an hour long. Oh, that's not bad at and we, all. And we went during lunchtime. So I feel like it was more people than usual. But from what I've heard, people were waiting no more than an hour, like total. From So I'm heading out first thing in the morning for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, I was so shocked at how organized the FEMA site was for distributing the vaccines. I was impressed. So I was like, yes, tax dollars at work and I approve. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Well, that gives me a lot of hope. I'm super excited to have your experience to look to for this for next week. That's awesome. Yeah. So good luck. Hopefully you get the shot you're looking for. Yes. Thank you. And not a tequila shot because then I was just like, should we get shots after our shots? Not supposed to. Uh, They said it won't actually affect the... They, it won't affect the effectiveness of mm-hmm. the vaccine, but it could help you feel worse. Yeah, I think that was what I did wrong. <laughs> oh, boy. And that's why I feel worse than I should today. So in hindsight, don't drink after you get your vaccine. I definitely will not. <laughs> Before we jump in, I want to talk about one other subject really quickly, if that's okay. Yes. I've been seeing some conversations on Facebook around whether renewing your ASTA membership is financially feasible right now. People are seem to be looking at that as something unnecessary and something that they can easily cut from their budget this year. And I don't agree. So I want to talk about it a little bit. What do you think? Uh, Yeah. So I know both of us feel really strongly about this topic and we're not sponsored by ASTA in any way. Nope. At all. We are both ASTA members because I, I know we feel the same way about this. Like it's something that I feel is absolutely necessary for our industry and fighting for travel advisors and the travel and tourism industry in general. And I see similar conversations around whether or not people want to renew their ASTA membership. And, you know, in in certain cases, like we get it, 
it's probably not something that you're able to include in your budget, but it's so important to at least, you know, give it a serious consideration. Yeah. We need representation on Capitol Hill, especially now. We always have, but we need it more than ever now. And because I have a background in political organization and lobbying and all of those things, the ugly but but true thing is that money is what makes that machine work. And you cannot get representation without the financial support. It just is not possible. And I think maybe some people are thinking like, well, maybe I can skip this year. You know, they're still going to get the benefits. They know it's not like suddenly they're not going to have that representation, but there's a threshold to that. If a massive amount of people decide I cannot invest in my future this year in this way, it will affect the representation that we have. It is necessary for money (laughs) to be given to this organization in order for it to function and for it to function well, which I think that, I know you and I agree, it certainly has been. Yes. Even pre-COVID for that matter, we all remember the issues going on in California in terms of independent contractors Mm -hmm. and what is considered an independent contractor and benefits and all that stuff. And so even though ASTA is seen as something that's all encompassing of the nation, individual states can benefit from it because we know that ASTA members were there in California arguing on behalf of travel agencies because it would have been devastating if that had not been done for the travel industry in California. So it would have been a domino, the first domino. Exactly. (laughs) And so even pre COVID they were doing important things. And now with COVID, you know, regulations and policies that benefit travel advisors and the travel and tourism industry, it doesn't just magically happen. Like people are there lobbying and being on our side exactly. in DC. Exactly. So and the we thing, can't be there in person. Right. So they have to be there for us. And you know, when I'm looking at who I want to donate money to, I am looking at organizations who actually have influence And we know that ASTA is the only game in town (laughs) in terms of making sure that things are moving forward in D.C. So I would ask you, if you're considering dropping this expense, to really consider whether it's necessary to drop it, whether something else could go that maybe isn't as important as your livelihood having representation in Congress. Like, really consider if this is a necessary cut. And I'm stepping down from my soapbox. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's important for everyone to know our feelings on this. And I know we're not the only ones who feel this way. So um, before we get into our articles and our discussions for this week, uh, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. Yes. Well, we, uh, I think everyone knows a lot has been going on this week in terms of what cruise lines are doing to get back in the game and how many places are looking to open with vaccinations. Um, when I think that the most emotional week has happened 
Yeah. There's another emotional week and it's not always bad. Like this time around, it's been a lot of great news. Um, this first article that we have, I know we saw a lot of folks talk about this. Um, it was about the new CDC guidelines, fully vaccinated Americans do not need to quarantine after travel. And there's been a lot of talk about this because many people misread it because big media companies, they posted a headline and no one bothers to actually read the article. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But there's plenty of articles out there that are much more clear if you read through them that will kind of give you the rundown. This particular article is actually from Greek travel pages. Uh, We have another article from them. I saw this same headline in many places, but they're saying fully vaccinated travelers are less likely to get and spread COVID-19. And so for this reason, they're kind of loosening up what the restrictions are. They're saying, you know, you need to still take precautions while traveling, wearing a mask, maintaining social distancing and washing your hands frequently, uh, regardless of if you're fully vaccinated and it's a relatively low risk because, you know, we try to protect others as well. Yeah, and um, I'm sure we've seen this table about international travel, and it's like a table that lists the things that non-vaccinated people need to do and what fully vaccinated people need to do. And the only two differences are fully vaccinated people, they don't need to get tested one to three days before traveling out of the U.S. And we really didn't need that anyway. That was just like a precaution unless you were going to a country that required it. Exactly. But even, you know, I've noticed a lot of advisors are very smartly if they have clients going to Mexico, say, where it's not required, they're saying get mm-hmm. get tested before you leave so that you can cancel at the last minute if you have to, so you don't test positive on the ground in destination and create right. a complicated situation. Um, but now they're saying that's not necessary if you're fully yeah. vaccinated. And even so, if you're headed to a country that still requires a negative COVID test, even if you're vaccinated, even vaccinated people will need to present a negative COVID test. So that's one of the caveats of this is it's still, you need to abide by the local destination guidelines. So pay attention to that. Um, And also under the fully vaccinated line, um, it says people who are vaccinated do not need to self quarantine after travel for seven days with a negative test or 10 days without a test. And I don't think we were doing that anyway. I don't think people were. It was recommended, but I do not think that people were doing that. Um, But I think I'm seeing a lot of people who maybe aren't that excited about having a vaccination, but when they see how the world will open up to them, (laughs) if they get it, we're seeing a lot more positive attitudes about it. One of my good friends was just telling me about how she was nervous about it. She did a lot of research. She really wanted Pfizer, um, but she just felt really weird about it. And I was like, but, but you have botulism toxin injected into your face regularly. And she's like, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) That one scares me. You know, we all have our things. Exactly. (laughs) Speaking about the possibilities opening up after vaccinations, our other article Greece will open for tourism with five lines of defense against COVID-19 makes me super giddy because having just been vaccinated, Greece is super high on my list. Yes. You actually don't have to be vaccinated to go to Greece, but like, I think I don't quote you on this, 
Celebrity Apex is going to, I know that Celebrity Apex is going to be sailing out of Greece. I think you do have to be vaccinated to take that cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, but it isn't necessary to enter Greece. But I found out about this from a Facebook post today and I actually asked her if she would send me an article that we could cite in the Facebook group is called Let's Talk Greek. And it's run by the owner of an on-site DMC there named Diane. And she has been so helpful in just the way she laid this out. And she said, it just seems like everyone's getting really confused by all of the articles and things that are coming out. So she's really trying to clarify. So she said I could share, but only if you're serious about Greece. She doesn't want you to come to the group if you're not serious about selling Greece. (laughs) So, um, but I really like, I think, I like the clarity of these five lines of defense. And I also think that our clients will like seeing this is exactly the plan to keep everyone safe laid out like this. Do you agree? Yeah, that's the thing. We have been so hungry for some kind of guideline, I guess you could call it. Like we want the details. We want to see things laid out. And I think that was what was missing from travel up until now, because Mm -hmm. we didn't, we didn't know how will the vaccine impact traveling? We had clients ask, or at least I did have clients ask like, oh, I'm vaccinated. What does that mean? And I'm like, right now, nothing, but that is changing because we're seeing all these new um, guidelines come up that do include vaccination. So for example, for Greece, the first line of defense is that entrance will be allowed to travelers that have a certificate stating that they have either been vaccinated against COVID-19, have recovered from the coronavirus, or have a negative PCR test result. So they are incorporating that vaccination in there. Yeah. And I just want to take a little side note. You just reminded me of something. I have noticed a trend where some of my clients who have been vaccinated automatically assume that they will be exempt from testing before re-entry to the U.S. So like they're going to book a, a resort in Mexico or something and they are just, their brain is telling them, oh, I'm vaccinated. I don't have to do that. So it's important that we let clients know you are not exempt from the testing requirement to re-enter the U.S. at this time. Mm-hmm. But things are changing constantly right. as they have been for the past year. <laughs> We're on the roller coaster. The the second line of defense says Greek authorities will perform sampling tests to tourists arriving from Greece from markets where a high number of COVID-19 positive cases were recently detected. Probably means the U.S. The country's EVA system will indicate which travelers should be tested upon arrival. So they're going to be picking people out of line from certain areas to be tested randomly to make sure things are looking good. Yeah, I mean, there were random tests or random searches before COVID. Now we're just doing random random polls for COVID testing. So mm-hmm. par for course for travel, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the third line of defense is that any visitor that tests positive for COVID-19 will enter quarantine immediately and then undergo a PCR test for the coronavirus. It says in this article that tourists will need to follow the same rules as Greek citizens. Yeah. So there's none of that exempt, like you're exempt because you're a tourist. You're not, you're not from here. Guys, we don't get a free pass. No. We have to follow the local rules. Yeah. Basically the fourth and fifth lines of defense outline that, that there's a number mm-hmm. of general safety rules. Everyone must follow them. Mandatory mask wearing, social distancing, restrictions in restaurants and buses doing tours. I know they said, um, 
that the restaurants will have fewer tables further apart. But, and again, it doesn't matter who you are, they will apply across the board. So it sounds to me like they have a pretty solid plan going here. Yeah. And in this article, it says that vaccination of workers in the Greek tourism sector, they're trying to make that a priority. Um, and they're trying to make them in line after the elderly and high risk social groups. So that will kind of help with the restarting of the tourism industry in Greece. That's a priority here in Mexico as well, because it's so necessary for the economy. But they said, we're trying to create clear and specific conditions so that the travel market is able to adapt immediately and easily. Amen. That's what we need. Yeah, clear and And specific. Yes. (laughs) I don't want anything muddy. But like I said, Diane from this Facebook group was kind of saying she felt like a lot of confusing information was coming out. So I really appreciated that she was able to communicate clearly and then follow up with this article for me so that we could talk about it with you. Yeah. I mean, um, one thing to note that this article emphasizes is that they're not discriminating against the unvaccinated. Like we mentioned earlier, if you don't have a vaccine, you can still go Mm -hmm. unless you're cruising in Greece, for example, where the cruise line have a set, um, set requirement. Right. Um, But the article says we want to create a safe environment for our guests because anyone who does not feel safe cannot relax. We want to treat the people who come to our country as our family. Mm. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. I want to be Greek (laughs) for a week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, our third article is another list. Uh, it's eight. It's an article from Travel Age West, and it's eight lessons learned from COVID nineteen, according to a travel industry attorney. And I know we've talked several times about all the different ways we have to shore up our processes to make sure we're protected. I'm sure everyone's been shaken a little bit by everything and is cleaning up, cleaning up their act. Um, so I really love this article and I actually shared it on our Facebook page for the Tin Lounge because the first one is take the time to learn travel industry news. Everybody know what Tin stands for, right? <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, you already have a leg up. Exactly. Uh, and I agree. I mean, as I part of what I love about doing this podcast is that I wasn't staying on top of the news. So it's like a, a little bit of accountability for me. And because I'm reading so much news, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much going on right now. You always want to stay on top of this stuff. But right now, things are moving so quickly that if you don't read some headlines, at least you're just going to have no clue what's going on. And sometimes clients ask me about a destination that thank goodness it's in an email and not on the phone because I'm like, let me get to Googling and checking my sources because I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's so important that we, if you haven't already take your business and change it in a way to take COVID into consideration now, because COVID was just one thing. We don't know what other future events might happen and we'll have to adapt in a similar way to new things that happen. Um, So another thing in this article is that you should add a COVID-19 clause to booking terms. We have a COVID waiver now. If you're a member of ASTA, (laughs) they have templates like this that are extremely helpful. And we have a waiver. And when I first 
created it based on the ASTA one. And I, and I announced to our team at Journeys, like this is available now in the templates in Travel Joy. One of them said, should we send this to every booking? And I'm like, do you want to be protected on every booking? Are there some that you don't want to be protected on? She said, <laughs> got it. <laughs> so yeah, you have to put that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we might look at it and say, oh my gosh, this is very strict and stringent. And I'm afraid my clients are not going to like it. Guys, have you read the supplier TNCs? Have you read cruise line TNCs? Like a lot of other you know, vendors and other companies, they have strict terms and conditions. They just so, don't read them. If they're booking yeah, on, you know, yeah. with an OTA, all of that is in there. They could bury Mein Kampf in there if they wanted to, and no one would know. They would just sign off on it. Yeah. So we're much so more clear about it. Yeah. yeah. Don't <laughs> worry that it's strict. It's to protect you. Mm-hmm. So after everything that's happened, that is what I absolutely want is protection. Mm-hmm. And then one of the things in the list is that you need to remind travelers to expect the unexpected. And we think this is a given. We we have been doing this for a year and we know that the twists and turns are around every corner, but we cannot assume that our clients do. And like I said, I have noticed a trend of different assumptions that people are making and it seems shocking to me. But again, this is what I do all day, every day. We need to make sure I've just told people flat out you want to travel during this time, you have to be very flexible and very open to change at the last minute, ready for anything. The next one is encourage the purchase of travel insurance. And the example that the author gave is um, recently a traveler got stuck in Antigua because she tested positive for COVID-19 and the hotel would not let her leave. Feeling worried, her family chartered a jet for a medical evacuation for $33,000 to bring her home to the U.S. Did she have a travel protection plan? No. First of all, $33,000 for a medivac is a steal. Dirt cheap. <laughs> but also travel protection would have helped them with that cost. Right. And... You need to require a declination of travel insurance in writing, which is something I'm setting up now because I've I always felt confident if I can show that I offered it, mm-hmm. that that was enough. But I'm realizing that it isn't. We need to start requiring them to decline the insurance in writing. And, right. you know, I've had clients for 15 years at this point. But I know that if I just tell them for my insurance purposes, I have to have this just like, you know, I shouldn't say this, but years ago, they would just give me credit card numbers over the phone and I would just do. Now I just tell them for my insurance, I have to do these things. They do not push back. They're totally fine with it. They completely understand and they want to help me get through this time. So don't be worried if you never made a client decline insurance in writing before that they're going to give you a hard time. This is exactly the time that you have your window of opportunity to start doing (laughs) things like that. Another thing is don't ever guarantee a traveler's safety. We've talked about this so many times. Yeah. Pre-COVID, I didn't do that. You didn't do that. Remember when stuff were stuff was happening in like Cancun and the DR and stuff like that? Zika. And yeah, yeah, Zika. So many things. And never would we say, yes, you'll be 100% safe at the resort. Yes, they do mosquito control at the resort. You'll be 100%. No, no. You give them the risks. You also let them know, like, it's highly unlikely, but I can't guarantee anything. 
Exactly. You just give them the facts, but you never say, oh, yeah, it's safe to go there. That's just a huge yeah. mistake. They yeah. could slip on a piece of broken glass and, you know, you said it was safe to go there. <laughs> you have to, <laughs> uh, of course, brush up on supplier terms and conditions and share them with clients. I am meticulous about this and I won't even do it as an attachment. I will copy and paste or do screen snips inside of my invoice. It's very important to me that clients have to at least scroll past it. You know, yeah. if they're not going to read it, but an attachment, I feel very little confidence. They will actually read it. And my invoices are set up where they have to sign off on it. Attachment. You can't sign off on attachment. You have mm -hmm. to, you know, so that's me. Are you attaching it to not attached, but like including it with your travel joy and in, invoices. Mm -hmm. And then they sign during, because I have that, but they do that when they authorize their payment. They have to right. like, That's look what at I mean. the entire thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's exactly where I put it because they have to sign off on it. But if you have a CRM that's like Travel Joy, you can also send all of that stuff first and make them sign off on it and then mm -hmm. send the invoice. But I just don't think you should attach it to the email when you're sending the invoice because they're not signing off on that attachment. Right. If that right. makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And lastly on this list, charge service fees and require written authorizations for credit card charges. Mm -hmm. Be sure to charge a non-refundable planning and service fee and have the client agree in advance of the fee and continue to accept credit cards, but be more focused on written authorizations for each charge. After all, your customer is your friend until there is a battle for a refund. Oh, true. The, the truth in that statement, and let me tell you, I say this all the time. If it's your mom or your best friend, doubly you need to have these written authorizations in place. It is so crazy how people will act about money. And one of our team was just saying how she lost a really good friend over not being able to get a refund during the pandemic. And when it comes to people's money, they want someone to take responsibility and no one is responsible for a pandemic. So I say, you know, people are like, Oh, it's my good friend. Nope. That's a, you absolutely need to have these written authorizations. You need a paper trail for everything, even more so if it's someone in your personal network. Yeah, for sure. I just can't imagine the emotional <laughs> turmoil of that mm -hmm. because you don't have their money. Like you're not able to actually give it back to them. And that's the thing. That's what gets me all the time. I'm like, I don't have your money. The supplier does. And these are, the, these are their terms. And when it's a personal acquaintance, it eats me alive inside. And I mean, I will fight like a fierce lioness for any client for what's right. hundred percent. And it just adds another layer of stress and emotional torture for me when it's someone that I love and it's outside of my control. And, you know, I'll do everything I can every time. Mm -hmm. uh, and then when I can't control the situation, I can't scream my way to the top, <laughs> you know, it's, it's terrible for us. And then when they are angry at you for it, it's the worst. Yeah. And the, the lesson or I guess the moral of this entire story is protect yourself. Yes. Always, always protect yourself. Especially with travel revving up again, people are sending out inquiries. Now's your chance to do it right. Like hopefully your processes have already been put into place. Mm -hmm. It's not too late to work on them, but implement the right process from the get go. 
And don't wait until you're already too busy to stop and create your process. <laughs> Just get it done exactly. now. Do it now. <clears throat> well, we know how I feel about systems and processes. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we do some excess baggage? Yeah, let's do it. All right. It's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory. So you can learn a lot in a couple of minutes. According to Travel Agent Central, Carnival Cruise Line has canceled all voyages through June 30th, 2021. They also report that Accor last week announced its first fully digital hotel, Ibis Styles London Gloucester Road. Accor's goal is to offer a full suite of digital technologies to make guests feel welcome while improving the guest and employee experience. A story from Travel Market Report says that California aims to fully reopen by Ooh, I scrolled June 15th. They also report that Seaborne has received approval from Greece to resume cruises in July. Travel Age West reports that just hours after it released new guidance on vaccinated travel, the CDC issued the next phase of technical guidance under its framework for conditional sailing order for cruising, which was originally re- released in October 20, excuse me, October 2020, and replaced its previous no-sail order. On that note, another one from Travel Age West says that following the CDC's updated conditional sail order, Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings has proposed its own plans to resume sailing from U.S. home ports on or about July 4th with full COVID-19 vaccinations required of all guests and crew. Along the same theme, a headline from Travel Pulse reads, CDC signals some cruising could return by midsummer." They also report that Riviera River Cruises will require full COVID-19 vaccination or negative test results. According to Travel Weekly, JetBlue says it will offer the roomiest seats and best food on London flights. The New York-based carrier plans to launch service to London this summer flying newly received Airbus A321LR single-aisle jets. And last, some good news from afar, Croatia is the latest destination to open to travelers vaccinated against COVID-19 as vaccine rollouts continue in the United States and abroad. That's it for Excess Baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the tin lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. If you have any questions or comments or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tin lounge.com. We'll see you next week. Bye. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.